everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rumcast. I am John Gullah, and with me in the cockpit, as always, steering this flight of fancy together, is none other than my co-pilot, Will Hookinga. Will, I'm rather excited, as you can tell, for today's discussion topic. Uh, I've got my notes all prepped and ready. How are you doing this fine day, and, and have you completed your pre-flight checks yet? Okay. <laughs> wow, really went all in with the flight metaphors. Um, you know, my 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 uncle Pete is actually a pilot, so ah. there is there is a you know a, a flight connection in the Hookinga family. Cheers to Uncle Pete. Yeah, yeah, served in the Air Force and now has ah. flown for Delta for a long time. So I think the F sixteen was the the Ooh, jet wow. that he flew. That's like the real. That's like the. The real thing uh, deal there, like uh, Maverick. He's like, yeah, it's it's not the exact. I don't think it's the exact jet they flew in Top Gun, but I think it's I think it's similar. They think they were the F fourteen in Top Gun. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He had the he had the call sign and everything. I I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, his call sign was Hook, which is how our last name starts. So. That is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, a little family uh, history for me, but <laughs> I, I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about rum, rum flights. I literally yeah. didn't even make the connection until just now that that's why you did that in the intro. So wow. Uh, oh, wow. I'm, I'm playing catch up here. Now it makes even more sense. <laughs> Great intro idea. There is an intention behind everything I do, Will. Just get yeah. used to it. It's a method it's there. to the madness. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that. Before we get into it, I wanted to mention real quickly that um, I did something recently that I hadn't done in quite a while, which was instead of just talking about rum, writing about rum. Hey. Um, I had a chance to. Uh, I, I found out about this distillery in New Orleans called Porch Jam Distillery, which rum fans are likely not familiar with because. No until this thing that I wrote about, um, they had never done rum. And in fact, they were doing uh, vodka primarily was what they Mm -hmm. were known for. Doing it on a pretty large scale for a craft distillery, like they have a big facility and everything. But a couple years ago, they got really interested in doing a fresh cane juice rum uh, down there in Louisiana since they have the proximity to sugar cane. And I was just kind of fascinated by you don't often see a distillery that is, you know, primarily doing vodka pivot to fresh cane juice rum. (laughs) Um, And when I say pivot, like this is a big deal for them going forward. Like what kind of got me interested was when I saw that they were doing this on a scale that you don't uh, okay. see very much from craft right. distilleries. Like this is not a one-off. They're not batch. dabbling. Yeah. Yes, they're not dabbling. And in fact, when I when I talked to the the head distiller down there, Jason Zeno, he was like, "Yeah, I, I see us as a rum distillery now." Wow. Um, and what's interesting about this is the harvest season in Louisiana is about 15 weeks. So that's really the only time that they have access to fresh cane juice. And as I mentioned, they're in New Orleans, which you know, compared to other parts of the country is close to sugar cane. But as we know, when making fresh cane juice rum, the clock is ticking as soon as you uh, crush the cane and get the juice out, you have to get it to the distillery quickly. The mill that they are buying the juice from is just a little under two hours away, I believe. And so what they're doing is they have this truck with a 6,000 gallon uh, ISO tank on the back and they drive it two hours to the mill. This is, again, only during the harvest season. Right. Um, so they pull right up. The mill, as they're grinding the cane, puts a hose into the tank. Juice goes right in, usually about 5,500 gallons. They get straight back to the distillery, ferment it, 
and distill it. And they just keep doing this uh, the whole harvest season. They were basically working in like alternating 12 hour shifts. Like the stills were running 24 hours a day. So when I started seeing this, that's what got me really interested. And then I got even more interested when I saw the varieties of rum they're making. So they're they're doing uh, kind of a standard unaged rum. It's 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 rested, I believe, in stainless steel for for around three months, maybe. Okay. Um, this is like they're calling it their blanc. So it's kind of their their flagship rum. Mm-hmm. Then they they make a separate rum um, distilled a little differently. The fermentation is all the same, but they distill it uh, a little differently for the rum that they're going to age. And I get into a little it, like the production process in the article a little bit, but basically the only difference is this part of the still called a deflagmator. And um, it's really fascinating. Wow. The first person who ever told me about a deflagmator and explained it to me was Maggie Campbell. Um, and it's a really interesting kind of method. And when you compare the two rums back to back and this one little distillation device is like the only difference, it's pretty eye-opening. And then yeah. the third one, which I think will get rum fans excited is a queen share that they're also doing so this was the first time i had tasted a queen share cane juice rum and it actually ended up being my my favorite of the bunch mm. personally so it sounds amazing i was gonna say a deflegmator uh sounds like a made-up word <laughs> it, does, it does sound like a made-up word um it's basically it's basically a condenser and so it allows you to kind of like get some additional reflux um or not use additional reflux okay and so basically the the rum that they're making just for aging which they call new make it's it's done with no deflagmator i, I wanted to say deflagmation i don't know if that's a word though <laughs> sounds so, good like the laziest way to describe the difference would just be that like it's funkier than the okay. other one um, yeah. so it's got a little bit more punch a little more pungentness um, which yeah. makes sense because it's going into the barrel right so you want yeah. something that's going to stand up to the wood but yeah. Anyway, there, there's there, there's a lot more. I, you know, I don't want to talk about this much longer, but yeah. I think it's a really interesting project. So, I, I did where do full, we see the article? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, um, it's on my American Rum Report website, and um, yeah, it's just one of those projects. That, like, I'm excited for more rum fans to find out about it because I think what they're doing is is pretty unique uh, and and cool. Nice. But enough about me. What's going on with you? Well, it's been an, uh, an eventful few weeks, I guess, mm. and, and uh, thankful for it. So I had a wonderful time last weekend, actually, at a local rum event, the Florida Rum Society. Uh, we had an event we dubbed the Miami Takeover down here. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, pretty fantastic. We were very lucky to have 50 amazing rum fans and rum connoisseurs That's join awesome. us on Miami Beach. It was like a, a torrid 48 hours of experiencing rum. Uh, we went to some of Miami's best bars, including Esotico and swizzle which many people probably know we did some uh rum trivia from yours truly oh Uh, you told me you were doing that how did that go i loved it it when you mentioned it it was fantastic i i think people really enjoyed it you know it's always hard to know going in something like that and kind Mm -hmm. of taking a little bit of a risk but the, the whole idea was like look we're doing all these tastings and you have to break it up a little bit. Let's do some other things that we think are, are also going to be fun. And right. honestly, I, I thought everybody in the room really enjoyed it. And I, I tried to set it up to have some questions that were harder than others. So they were more challenging. I was going to say, like, how do you kind of... It's a tricky balance between you don't want everything to be super, super easy. But you right. don't... Like, what you don't want is the questions to be so hard that it's just like crickets. Exactly. <laughs> that was my fear. It was like, nobody's going to do this. So I explained in the, in the get-go. It was like... Like Jeopardy style, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, so you had categories at five different categories and then had 10 through 50 in terms of like how hard to easy they were, you know. Did people 
about so, to answer in the form of a question? It, <laughs> no, I didn't make it that difficult. <laughs> there was one or two that were that way, but nice. uh, no, it was it was more about again just just having fun with great people and, and talking about rum, which is something we all love. Which is yeah. uh, it's fun. We, you know, we gave a little prizes here and there too, so it, there was some incentive. And I guess this ties into also we had rum producers there that were doing tastings. So they also had some things that they were able to share. Dan Dehart from Grander was there. He showed us some of his latest. Plantation brought in some of their new bottlings. Andrew Cabot from Privateer debuted their newest lineup of the Distillers uh, Drawer Series for this oh, year. Cool. Yeah. And I finally got to try all of the available offerings of the Clarins from La Missona Valley. There you go. And that was pretty nice. Especially, I don't know if you've had a chance, Will, to try them all, but I had not. I think there's at least a few of the newer ones that I haven't gotten to yet. I haven't had the Communal, which I believe is the yes. blend of mm-hmm. the Clarins, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly. Yep. I, yeah, I'd love to get to that one. And I haven't had many of the aged ones either. I don't know if those were included, but I'm definitely behind on those. So we didn't include those in the initial piece, but we did get to experience some later, uh, some of us. I, I think the the biggest thing was the Sansan, which is fairly new in the market, I think, the Clarence Sansan. I haven't had the Sansan yet. Yep, that was there. And then I hadn't personally tried somehow the Le Rocher. That was the, okay. uh, the one I hadn't tried. But So that was obviously nice to try them. But I think what was even more valuable was being able to try them all in a flight all together Uh, and then compare and contrast and really suss out like what I love about them, which one my current favorites were. So, you know, the magic of the flight. Right. And that kind of, I think, spurred on our idea to what we wanted to talk about today as well, which was rum flights and and how how they make sense and and what we think about putting forward in terms of philosophy for them and, and their value, I guess. Yeah. You know, people say comparison is the thief of joy, which I believe is true in our personal lives. But when it comes to rum, I think comparison is actually a beautiful and educational experience. I fully agree. And I think that there's no better way than I can think of, even for the very well-experienced rum connoisseurs, to put together rums and do those compare and contrast, whether blind or not. I mean, I think there's value to doing some blind ones, obviously, too. Mm -hmm. But even in a flight where you know what's being presented and you get to directly experience those uh, in conjunction, it really, I I think there's some magic there. Absolutely. So I guess uh, we should take a, a quick little break before we get to our own flight discussion, for, before we I, take I off wait. with our flight discussion. <laughs> Thank you for adding to the metaphor. And yes, uh, let's do that. And we'll, we'll be right back with our own. Hey, Rumcasters. You might have noticed that we're coming up on a milestone for the Rumcast soon. Our 50th episode is fast approaching, and we wanted to remark the occasion by doing something fun and cooperative. If you're a loyal listener and you've found that this podcast has helped you to explore the world of rum, taught you a thing or two about it, like it has for us, or maybe you just enjoy listening to people talk about rum on your commute while you dream about your drink of choice for the upcoming weekend, we want to hear from you. Send us an audio message letting us know who you are, where you're at, and a short message of whatever it is that you want to say for our 50th episode. This could be you telling us what you love most about rum, your personal favorite rum or favorite person we've spoken with so far, who we should speak with next and what subjects to cover, or just sending me and Will a shout out or a toast. Audio clips should be less than 30 seconds in length and sent before Saturday, March 12th, 2022 to make sure we can include it. Send the clip in either a WAVE, MP3, or AIFF format, or just record a voice note on your phone and send it via email at host at rumcast.com. That's H-O-S-T at rumcast.com, and we will confirm when we have it. 
Now back to the show. All right, so we are back and we are ready to talk rum flights. I think to give to give you an idea of how we structured this exercise, I, we kind of started by saying, well, what is the ideal structure of a rum flight and mm-hmm. we landed on you is know, there you, an ideal is, yeah. or is there yeah, yeah. I, I think what we landed on was generally the amount of rums is going to be somewhere in the three to five maybe six range right. depending on what you were doing but we were also talking about it from the standpoint of generally i like a flight to have some sort of theme to it a, right. a category so to speak something that something organizes that, the rums exactly. and like makes them make sense to be presented together And so what we decided to do was come up with three different categories. And those categories are Caribbean rums for newer rum drinkers. So kind of like beginner people, Mm -hmm. you know. Introductory. Introductory, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One is a Caribbean rums for more advanced drinkers. Mm -hmm. So people kind of like taking the next step in in their rum journey. And then a non-Caribbean category so a category to showcase uh, all the interesting things or a selection of the interesting things happening (laughs) outside of the caribbean because one thing that we love about rum is that it's truly a global spirit so wanting to kind of showcase other stuff and then so john you had this was your idea and i really liked it which was instead of just doing the same amount of rums for each flight category Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's do a three rum, a four rum, and a five rum flight. But we got to pick at our own discretion yes. which of those flights we applied each amount to. So uh-huh. those those were the parameters that we gave one another going into this. And we didn't discuss anything beyond that. We just kind of went our separate ways, made our separate lists. And I think I expected it to be a little easier than it turned out to be. Yeah, And I ran into just interesting little conundrums in trying to do this and discovering like, like one interesting thing was it made me wish that certain brands uh, or certain distilleries like had a rum available that was maybe at a different price point or more accessible and that kind of thing. Because um, we'll, we'll get into kind of like how we, what our sort of guiding principles were as we did this. But I wanted to pick things that were at least like, I wanted to be able to, if I wanted to go out and create each of these rum flights myself. So it needed to be stuff that was available, not super, super limited, not super expensive. I also kind of went the same route, but I did, um, my conception of the exercise was less about the specific rum choice and Mm -hmm. more about the philosophy of behind what hangs together in the ways that you were saying there. So even where I I agree, what I tried to do is stick to bottlings that I knew were available or provide options of what I'm talking about where it was a little harder to find. Well, I think I think we're in agreement that starting with the sort of beginner level yeah. Caribbean rums is is the the best place to start. So, shall shall I kick us off? Do you want to kick us off? How do we want to do this? I believe you should. I, I think you should. Uh, you should go. And I'm curious to see if this is the three flight, four flight, or five flight that you chose for this. And then Ooh, uh, yeah. we'll go. I'm so, just going to reveal it from the start. Um, all right. This is my five flight. Uh, <laughs> my five rum flight. Yeah. So. It, it makes sense. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's where I went with this one. And so I'll just start at, at the beginning. I'm revealing the, these in the order in which I would put them in the flight. Right. And, and my, my first pick for this, if I could get a drum roll, I don't know if we have a way to do that. 
We can do that. Okay. Yeah, let's get a little there drum roll. It is Captain Morgan Spiced Rum. And no, oh I'm my not God. joking. So here, oh my God. Here, I feel better about my list already. Okay. <laughs> here is my rationale. I want to reacquaint people with what they probably think rum is. So that as we progress through the flight, they can see how different rum actually is yeah. from a 35% yeah. ABV spirit with flavors and sugar added to it. God. Because one thing I wanted to try to do with this is dispel people's concept of what rum is. And so mm. I wanted to take one of those brands that is among the leaders in sales of stuff that people associate with rum. When I tell people who aren't familiar with rum that I like rum, this is one of the first bottles that they think of or ask right. me about. And so a lot of times people have unpleasant memories of this, but I just, I want it in there so I can see like, this is where your mental framework of rum is right now. And then yeah. I'm about to destroy it with the rest of this flight. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? What do you think of this strategy? Because it's kind of... I don't want to go as far as calling it a bold move, but it's a move that could backfire. But I was too intrigued by doing this. I wanted to kind of shake things up, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think there, there are certainly positives and, and negatives or pros and cons to doing it that way. I, I, I love the idea of how you set it up. But here's the thing I would say is if you're going to do this flight, you, you need to be able to be there with the person to explain what's going on, oh, right? Yeah. You're not this just dropping guided, this off this on a, a table. Flight. Right. Okay, I am just, the pilot. Just to make I'm the clear. pilot you... of this flight. They're the passenger. <laughs> there you go. And they're about to take a journey. Gotcha. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I'll, I'll, I have more comments, but I'll save them for mine and, and Echo. Might uh, be a little right. turbulence as, as we take <laughs> off on this flight. But... It's a rocky, rocky takeoff there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, progressing from there, I wanted to go to... I, I think it was important to include this style of rum because there are a lot of brands within it. And it's important to the history of rum, where rum yep. is. So this one is Don Q's Single Barrel. Um, okay. So I wanted to do something, a light-bodied, kind of that Spanish heritage-style yep. rum, where you're kind of showcasing blending and, and th of, you know, rums of light, heavy body, things like mm -hmm. that. Because even mm -hmm. though the Single Barrel is Single Barrel, it's, it's still a blend of, like, different distillates, you know? Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, and I just kind of gravitated to Don Q. I've mentioned before that I think those single barrel releases are underrated. And I also like want them to do more stuff like that because I think that they have a plethora of really interesting, cool stuff there that they just haven't released the way that rum geeks want them to. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm trying to encourage it, spur it on a little bit. But so I wanted something in that style. And I also a general principle along the way in this was that when possible, I really wanted to avoid rums with additives. Right. And so that's that's a rum that does not have additives. And yeah, other than I, the Captain Morgan, right? <laughs> yeah, other than that. Um yeah, the, that one was by design, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Don Q is a good brand to showcase that style of rum, and it's the kind of thing like it's it's a logical early step in the rum flight again because sure. it's, it's lighter bodied, very easy drinking, um, lower ABV, and if they like that, it opens them up to a whole big category of rum with lots of different yeah. countries of stuff they might be interested in. You know, whether it's that's. Panama or right, Central American Colombia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's, there's a yep. lot of stuff in there. So that's what I yep. wanted to go to next. Okay. I then have, I knew going into this flight that I was going to have to include 
Jamaica, Barbados, yeah. and Guyana. Okay. Th- those okay. were my three unbreakable rules. The flight had to include those three countries. Mm. And so for these, going next, I wanted to go to Barbados with Dorley's 12, which I think we've talked about on the podcast, but I still think is the best value rum in Barbados rum right now. Yeah, I think it's a really good introduction to the category. And again, just super affordable. For Jamaica, I'm going with Appleton 8. Um, so I'm eschewing the probably more popular Appleton 12 mm-hmm. and going with eight. I just think it gives a little bit more of that Jamaica fruitiness uh, while still having a, a decent amount of age on there. You get you get those nice oak characteristics and stuff. So I know some people strongly prefer the 12 to the eight, but this is my flight and you know, I'm taking a risk. I just wanted, I want a little bit more of that Jamaican fruitiness that I think is present in the eight yeah. and, and gets a little bit, not buried in the 12, but just sure. the, the, the wood is just more dominant in the 12. And then I'm going to close things out. This was the hardest choice, finding the right Guyana rum for this flight while wanting to stick to my no additives rule. Right. Um, because the thing is, DDL is the one distillery in Guyana. Um, they make El Dorado. It's just, it's such an important distillery to the past, present, and future of rum that I felt like it had to be present here. But again, it's it's hard to find the right rum at, that's constantly available, that isn't super limited, that isn't super expensive, that, right. that showcases what that distillery can do that doesn't have additives. However, the more I have read and having tasted it, I feel like there's still some question marks about the new El Dorado 15. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's, there's, I have. Yep. there's kind of, they made some changes to yes. the lineup and yep. you can tell the difference because the new El Dorado bottles, they don't have that kind of like red border along the label. Mm-hmm. Right. So the new El Dorado 15, there's, there's kind of conflicting reports out there about this, but it, it either has far less sweetening done to it or none. And it's certainly detectable when you taste it that yep. to me, it does not taste like an overly sweet rum. So while I can't confirm 100% what all no is additives. in that rum, mm-hmm. I think right. it's at least close enough to where I would feel really good about recommending it to someone new. Just like the, the, the distillery is so important. Like it needs to be in there. And yeah. I, I know I do like what Ed Hamilton is doing with all those uh, new single casks that he did. Yeah. But I didn't want to go that high ABV. And I also have had a, had a, haven't had had a chance to sample that many of those right. yet. He also, you know, Hamilton 86, I really like. I just think for someone's first introduction, it's not my favorite choice for that. Yeah. So that's how I uh, mm. kind of compromise with El Dorado 15. So uh, let me ask you this. You're three, four, and five, Jamaica, Barbados, Guyana. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had them in that order. Was was that intentional or could those be interchangeable or what was the thought there? I, I feel like I could make an argument to putting those in almost any order. Okay. Um, where I went with it, I wanted to start with Dorley's 12 just because Appleton 8 has that, like, it, it's funny because I don't think you or myself would describe Appleton 8 as funky. No. But I think to someone who's never had Jamaican rum, sometimes Correct. people will be like, oh, like that's what funk is. What is, is. that? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so I didn't want to make that the next one. 
and El Dorado 15, uh, partially because it's the oldest, I put it last, but I, I could see easily moving that, switching that with, with Appleton. I kind of didn't want to have it next to Dorley's because I feel like mm-hmm. Appleton is distinctly different. It's like maybe less similar to Dorley's, even though I wouldn't say El Dorado 15 is similar to Dorley's. I don't know. That's oh, no. that's the yeah. that's the order I fell on, but I could be talked into to mixing them up. Okay. And so there was really the the idea there was you started with the the lighter bodied column mm-hmm. style and then advanced into the the medium and and more heavy bodied stuff. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't even know. Essentially, if those are all body, pot and column yeah. blends that come right after Don Q. So yeah, gotcha. and, and you know they're release twelve and Appleton eight. Um, the you know similar ABVs. It might be the same ABV. I have to check. And, and same with mm-hmm. Eldorado mm-hmm. fifteen. So that's why I just kind of felt like uh, like none of these are rums that are like super blow your palate out you know right so yeah i saved the oldest for last and that's how yeah that's how it ended up Uh, that makes sense to me and i also from an introductory point of view that i I totally get your rationale there and and i think mine is similar hit me with yours yeah i'll I'll start by saying mine uh did not include guyana okay um explain yourself (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I, here's here's the quick explanation. I ran out of uh, room in my flight. Okay. And, uh, and as I go through these, maybe it'll be kind of clear where that happened or occurred. But I, I totally agree with your point about the importance of the distillery and can see how in any real Caribbean introductory flight, it, it is an essential piece. That said, I think you can do one without it. So Yeah, well, uh, and here's, I had an extremely tough cut from this oh, yeah. flight as well. And so I want to circle back to that once you've said yours because sure. because what I ended up cutting you might have in yours. So Okay. Yeah, it, this was a difficult exercise trying to bring people through like you said uh from an introductory perspective into something of this wide world of rum even within just the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um is a challenge. It is. Uh, so all right, I'll, I'll start you off. Uh so I I did 5 for this as well. Yes. Uh, probably for the same rationale you did, which is, like we said, there's just so much to choose from, and it was so hard to make cuts. Yep. Uh, so I ended up with five on this one also. My first one, um, we had similar thoughts. You went you went nuclear on me with the <laughs> Captain Morgan. Uh, I didn't quite go that far, but I, I was... Uh, I, 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 could expect getting some shit for this okay. to start with. So uh, before the digital pitchforks come out, uh, my my pick to start off this flight was Bacardi Ocho or Bacardi Diaz. So I I almost instead of doing Captain Morgan did a Bacardi yes. rum because again I wanted to pick something that was just synonymous with rum to to most people. A, it, that's exactly my thought as well. I think you and I thought exactly the same there. With where are we? Uh, starting in a comfortable place for people. And by comfortable, I don't mean necessarily even anything to do with the liquid in this case. I mean, what is your conception of a rum? Right. And this fits the bill, not only the name recognition, but also an aged rum, roughly, you know, eight, eight or 10 years aged. And then just the the style as well is, I think, people who are uninitiated, that's what they think of a rum, especially a, a neat or a sipping rum or something along those lines, a premium rum. That's what they think of. Mm-hmm. So that's where my brain went. Now, I also did think of Don Q7 here as well, because that is my jam. Mm-hmm. I like Don Q7 a lot. But, you know, I just feel like the, the familiar name of Bacardi helps people kind of ease into the conversation a bit more, maybe. Um, yeah, and the, I the, think, yeah. like, the reason I, I, I don't know, I, I kind of just wanted to start off with something like, 
that I felt strongly negative about. <laughs> and, and so when I was thinking of doing Bacardi, I was thinking of just doing like the, the basic Carta Blanca Got or it. like their yeah. basic like dark rum. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't know, like, but if I'm going to follow it up with Don Q, I feel like I should do a Bacardi like mid-range kind of rum as more yeah. than direct comparison. And honestly, like, like I've had those rums. I'm just not a big fan of them, which I'm also not a big fan of Captain Morgan. But just so that's kind of why I ended up going away from that. I guess that's where we differ uh, slightly is you, you were saying you want to put something strongly negative in your flight in, in order to lead them into the comparison. And that, that makes sense to me. But I also have a hard time putting anything in my flight that I don't like. Mm. And for me, uh, Bacardi Ocho or DAs, yes, they're not going to knock anyone's socks off. And, I, and, and, and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, this is a rum that I go to even very often. Mm-hmm. But but. I don't believe they are bad rums. I, mm. I I think they're 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 well done. I mean, for what they are and what they bring. Um, so maybe we we disagree slightly there. Uh, if somebody were to serve this to me at a bar where there was very limited options, I, I don't mind it. I, yeah, I I think Bacardi Ocho in a cocktail I think has a place. Um, I'm also I'm not totally clear on the additive status, particularly. Uh, I agree with, with the yeah. tenure. There's yeah. there's some some murky waters there. So sure. That sure. was that was another thing where if I'm gonna put a rum in here with additives, I want it to be clear that there are additives in this rum. So <laughs> that's fair. There that's we fair. Go. All right. So my number two. Uh, now we're gonna get somewhere that's I think very likely to be new for many people and hopefully bring some interest there. Okay. So I, I'm going with Admiral Rodney's from St. Lucia. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Th- yeah. They have such great offerings and this was one of my personal light bulb moment rums uh just for recognizing how expansive and amazing uh rum the rum world as a whole actually is and how diverse i love the admiral rodney's line because a i think they're they're still 40 percent abv so for this that works really well by the Mm -hmm. way the bacardi's are also 40 percent but they bring plenty of robust flavor with it it's middle of the road also in terms of aging i mean it depends on which one you go with in the line but They, they bring that a bit of spice and the vanilla wood notes that you tend to expect from, mm-hmm. from that and get with them uh, and, and from other popular spirit categories. One of the things I hadn't mentioned was that I, I thought about this in two different ways as an introductory set. The first was somebody who is uninitiated to any kind of spirits. Mm. And the second was the people who are more familiar with other spirit categories, but not so much with rum. Like a like so, a bourbon person or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we don't say that word here, but yes. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so that was the thought here is this works well for both of those, I believe. I personally think I would go with the Royal Oak, um, but any of the three standard lineup for them would work well. Oh, and and not to, to forget the superior bottle, Will. Oh. Oh, man, I love showing people that bottle. It's such a fantastic looking bottle. It has an opulence to it. I think people like it. So. I do think people like it. I think the top is cool. The, yeah, that the, big the like wooden knob kind of top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a yeah. huge fan of the bottle itself. Um, uh, well, there's well, too you know, much just empty glass on it. We're all allowed to be wrong, Will. So <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do like that pick though. I think that's a good one for all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty appealing. It's definitely, I think, like the most fitting beginner level St. Lucia distillery. Right offering, and and it brings a uniqueness, right? That Saint mm-hmm. Lucia rum does have a uniqueness to it, which is what I was going for. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving into number three, uh, we're syncing up a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I have Jamaica, and I had the Appleton Twelve or the Eight. I had either of them there, really. Okay, so you're I, you know, sit, what, you're what's right in your on bar? the fence, right there. 
I am in this case. I like them both. I have the 12. I tend to use more than the 8, but that's because I think I have the old 8. And you had mentioned the new 8. Well, so the old quote-unquote 8 wasn't called yeah. Appleton 8. It was... Um, uh, it was signature like, or whatever it was. No, signature has always been the the entry um, yeah. level of that like set. It was like mm. a reserve, I think. Reserve is what it was called. Okay, I know yeah. twelve was rare blend, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and I do. Yeah. I think the eight is it's uh, a lot better than the reserve uh, Got personally it. to me. And and okay. let me be clear, I like the twelve too. I just think the 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 eight to me is right up there with it, and yeah. it's cheaper yeah. and it brings different elements to the table so yeah i mean you can't go wrong with either one yeah i I agree and i do think like you said i fully agree that people that are new to this rum category are gonna think "Ooh, funk you know uh, whereas we may not see that as a hugely funky rum i think it's there for them um so that's why i have it here in this third position uh you also take a slight bump in abv here to 43 yep uh so that gives you a little bit of a jump up Yep. Monty Musk Classic might work well here too, but that's 40 ABV. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I also believe that would be on the side of, gosh, I don't want to use the word tame because that that is giving the wrong sense to it. Right. But a a less uh, or more well-rounded maybe. It's all relative. uh, Jamaican. Yeah. All right. Uh, So now moving on to number four uh, for something completely different. Okay. We we are headed to Martinique for Uh, our first agricole. Yes, 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 yes. So I struggled with this one and whether or not to include this in an introductory kind of flight. But I, I really settled on, yeah, I, I think I want to have this there. Yeah. Uh, my pick for this one is finding one of the more approachable agricoles. And, and I, I had settled on either a Nissan or perhaps a St. James VSOP or XO. Okay, so you're going aged here. I am going to aged, yes. Okay. Uh, thank you for, for yeah, I, I consider well, this the was, unaged this was a big, as well. This is a big debate I had raging inside my <laughs> head for the last 48 hours. So so continue with your rationale. Right. So I, I think I thought about the unaged, and I love that you get the more grassy notes from the unaged, maybe, and that it starts to calm with the age influence on it. But I think that, again, in an introductory flight, I'm looking for something that's a little less, uh, oh, gosh, Again, I'm having trouble with a word. A little less obtrusive. Nope, that's not the right pungent? word. Pungent? A little less pungent. I don't mean than, that in a pejorative yeah. sense. No, no, but it's hard to find the word that I'm looking for there. Uh, I mean, I, I know, would like like a, a Blanc agricole is just, you know, it's a little punchier. It's right. It's it's got the 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 vegetal grassiness is, you know, it's it's just more present than it is in an aged one. I, I agree fully. Yes. And then there's even some that I, I have tried aged that are still punchier than others, just oh, depending sure. yeah. on the amount of aging, depending on a lot of things and factors. Um, so yeah, I think the the St. James I had recently tried for the first time and, and really found them to be uh, exceptional. Very, very good products. Not, not going to break the bank, not too difficult to find. I think Nissan is a little harder to find here, mm-hmm. but you can. I think, you know, Total Wine in my area has some, and then there's some other places uh, that stock them. So the reserve especial is a little expensive but it really is great and i really enjoy that one as an agricole that was the the first agricole that i really said ah i get it mm-hmm. that uh, was the the, yeah before that i was kind of like nope this is not for me yeah so that's why i went with those stays in the 42 to 43 percent range mm-hmm. of abv as well and i wouldn't go higher than 46 here mm-hmm. uh, for this flight so that's where i kind of was with this one uh and then rounding it off number five so we finished with my heavy hitter and personal favorite Barbados, but 
I'm going with Mount Gay XO here. Ah, okay, okay. Just, you know, so hard to beat the flavor and classic Barbados rum experience that you get with Mount Gay XO. I went back to this recently, actually, after purchasing the Andean Oak bottle mm-hmm. of Mount Gay, that recent release. Uh, yep. Very fortunate to find that in my area. And thank you to Jay for getting that to me from Orlando. Yes, I really enjoyed that one as well. But I went back to the Mount Gay XO to do a quick compare and contrast. And I found that, gosh, it's such a great product. It's a fantastic Barbados rum that is really yep. difficult to beat for a, a 40, I think it's 43% as well, that uh, really just brings everything you want out of it. Mount, Mount Gay is a Barbados institution as well. Yeah. So I, yeah. I feel like it's right at home in there. And let me ask, when you went back to the EXO, was it the previous blend or the newer blend? I I believe this was the the previous blend is the one I have. Both both good. I like I've I've done the side by side comparison and I think they're I think they're both the old was good. The new was really good. Can't yeah, I go bought wrong. that bottle like three years ago. Yeah, it would be the I'm, old then. I, I'm fairly certain it is the old blend. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, it's a lovely rum, and I can't imagine a better way to cap off this this flight. Yeah, well, props to you on your flight. I mean, I think that's a really solid lineup. I You didn't name anything that I am a complete, you know, not a fan of, except maybe the, the Bacardi picks. Yeah. But, you know, I put Captain Morgan in mind, so... Living in a glass house over here. <laughs> but I, I, so can I tell you what my toughest cut was? And then maybe you can share yours because my yeah. toughest cut was Martinique. Um, I yeah. went back and forth on should there be an agricole in here? And where I was seeing it kind of philosophically was if I'm introducing someone to agricole for the first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. I just want it to be a Blanc agricole. Yeah. I want it to be unaged. I want them to get that full, you know, in your face, cane juice, agricole. Like this is this is what it is. And, and that's not to say like aged agricole isn't like right. isn't like the real agricole or whatever. Um I've I've really I don't in the last year or so I've had more and more aged agricoles and I've really started to find ones that I think are are mind blowing, which right. I've mentioned on previous episodes. But I just when it came down to including an unaged agricole in this category uh, in yeah, this it's just flight. hard to do. It, right. Yeah, it, I, I was just concerned if it's a beginner for the first time in the context of all this other stuff. I just think right. it's going to be really tough for them to appreciate it. And yeah, so that's that's why I I left it off. And I feel really bad about not having an agricole rum in here. But yeah. um, I also well, if just, you had six, right, you would do that. I'm I'm yes. sure of it. If I had right. six, I, I would include yeah. some type of agricole. But I also just think in my experience, people tend to, especially people who aren't already seasoned spirits drinkers, they tend like agricole needs to grow right. on them a little bit a lot. I, I, now, if it's someone yeah. who's coming from like mezcal or tequila or something like that, sure. then you can hand them an unaged cane juice rum you know whether it's agricole or not and they might be like oh i love this this is right Right. in my alley but yeah and and that's an important point will that you know we have to take into account the context of who we're pouring this flight for for sure Uh, if if this isn't you know we're not we're not looking at doing this like restaurants like what's on a menu we're Mm -hmm. we're talking about we're hosting as you said you get to be the pilot so getting that information about the person you're doing the flight for is incredibly important to what you want to decide to put in uh, at least that's how I see it. Yeah. All right. Well, we got. What was your toughest cut, by the way? Did you have any uh, toughest cuts? You know, I did. I, I actually had Trinidad 
oh. that I, I was trying to fit in there and see how I could do it, and I couldn't do it in a way that I felt like was right at, for many reasons. You were um, trying to fit in Trinidad before Guyana? I, I, I was. Come on, um, John. I, Come yeah, I'm, I'm glad you put in Guyana. Uh, <laughs> I had the same problem you did, which was that my experience with most Guyana rums is it's difficult to find one that has no additives to it. And, it is. Uh, so that that was the whole reason I just really kind of almost wrote it off, which, you know, look, that says a lot about things and the state of things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, doesn't it? So hopefully we get continue to get more Guyana rums that are uh, not adulterated out there. I think that's an opportunity to continue for. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so do we want to move on to our Let's do advanced Caribbean rum flight? Do you want to go first this time? I can. I can go first for this one. All right, so advanced for me, I, I was thinking about... Not, you mentioned kind of like an intermediate or next level or next step. Yeah, I, advanced I, might I, not I, even be the right word. I, I think I think like, yeah, intermediate or next step rums, I think is, is a good way of describing it. Got it. I, I had more of a thought of like, not just next step, but like somebody who would be similar to me. If I was sitting down and wanted a flight to get poured for me that mm. I would love to experience, what would it look like? Gotcha. And so mine is a little less of an maybe intermediate and a little bit more advanced. Gosh, now that sounds like I'm calling myself advanced, which I didn't mean to do. But um <laughs> You know, just somebody who is well initiated. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you, that's good. You, you've your your understanding of the rum landscape. You know about different things, and you're not a rookie at this anymore. And we'll leave it there. Okay. So, what I started with here, interesting. I, I went balls to the wall here. We're going to start with Haitian Clarin. All right, which one? So, my favorite personally is Sajus. Okay. Uh, but I really, really liked the Le Rocher that I got to try recently. Barbecue flavored potato chip came to mind uh-huh, in there uh-huh, with that Le Rocher. Uh-huh. And I was just like, wow, that's so good. But the Sajus, if I had one, I- I'm-, I'm going Team Sajus. I feel like Ro- Rocher is kind of like the most po- polarizing Clarin. Like, I know people who love Clarin and-, and-, and don't like it. And I huh. know people who absolutely love it. My goal here with these was, uh, I think you may have tried a Claren before, but you may not have tried the one that I'm going to choose Might for you. I tried this one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was an awesome idea. So again, going back to the context, if they're like, oh yeah, I've had one, I've had the Vival, then I know I can give them a different one. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. If you haven't tried a Claren, they are unfamiliar in different ways, but so delicious and uh, really, really just something that I think for me in the rum category is is a highlight. It's a pinnacle of one of the places and where we get this style of rum is just so fantastic. I don't want to miss out on it. And I think for a, a flight like this, uh, where we're talking about those yep. initiated people, you can include this and they will appreciate it even at the higher ABV. Yep. It, it, it's going to punch you in the face, but in the best possible way. Well, and so. it's not like the ABVs are super, super high. No, that's not I think, ridiculous. I think Saju is like right around 50, maybe a 56. little... 56. I thought is it was 56. 56? I thought it was 56. Uh, somebody, you know, fact check me on that, but I, I could have sworn it was 56. Anyway, why, why don't you look that up? I'll go to my number two on this flight. Uh, so my number two is going to be the least surprising, which is going back to Barbados, but this time I'm sticking with Foursquare. Again, with the the idea that, yes, if this was uh, something I wanted, I would be looking at either the anything from the ECS series, particularly those that maybe I hadn't experienced yet, but even many of them that I have, uh, I just, I really just struggle to find one I don't like mm-hmm. uh, and appreciate for all those reasons. Or maybe, hey, if you happen to have one of those uh, Velier releases, 
hanging around. That's an amazing, you know, I haven't had a chance to experience any of those at this point, but I keep hearing from other people and seeing reviews that those are also incredible. And uh, boy, if I saw that, you know, on somebody's bar or something, I'd be like, yep. yes, put that in my flight. I, I'm having to bite my tongue about my own flight right now, but I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I cannot right. fault you at all for, for including a, a Foursquare ECS pick in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three, going to Jamaica. And now we're going to go to either. And I have either here. So I'm kind of cheating a little bit. There's a lot Worthy. of cheating on this going yeah. on from you. Yeah. Sorry. Oops. Uh, Worthy Park, one of the single barrel picks that came out recently. Doesn't matter which, but of course, I'm partial to one of them from uh, the Gemini. Uh, the Hamden Great House or Bird series works equally well here. Which Great House? Uh, I would prefer the first one. The first one or the 2021? The the first one that was released. Well, there was one before 2020, and then um, there's 2020, and now there's the newest one. So I'm talking about the, the very first one that had the red label. Okay, gotcha. I've only tried it once, and I think I prefer that to the uh, green label, which was the following year. Mm-hmm. Still still love the green label and think it's fantastic. Uh, I just I get a different few notes and profile from it. Haven't tried the orange label, the new one. I um, So I liked the green label. I prefer the orange. Okay. Yeah. So I got to try that orange label and see. But honestly, any one of those. Yeah. Uh, and again, going back to the point that maybe these are a little bit harder to find. But if you have one of them, if you have one of the bird series, uh, if you have one of the Worthy Park single barrel picks, or even just the 12 year or the single estate uh, are just fantastic. That's what I want to put in the t- into this slot. Jamaica is going to represent and it's going to come come with the boom. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one that comes with the boom for sure. So yeah. So what are you closing it out with? All oh, right. wait, is this your three or your four? Did you say? Oh, I didn't even say. You're right. I totally forgot. This is my number four. I'm doing four on this. Okay, so we did the exact same thing. <laughs> I, I think we have good reason. It made sense to, yeah. as to why I, I chose these uh, in this order. And I mean, and there's just too way. much good stuff in the in the Caribbean. I needed to yeah. use as many picks as possible there. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, we can maybe explore more in the future if this is uh, something uh-huh. that is enjoyable. Uh, I enjoyed this so far. Uh, my number four pick for this flight is Trinidad. Okay. So this is where my Trinidad uh, landed from the earlier one, and I went with uh, Carony. Really? If if you can find it. Okay. So I also think uh, again to my my cheating here of doing this. If you don't happen to have a Carony around, also there is some from TDL that are like seventeen year old, the TCRL pick, I think, uh, and others that are, are really really great as well. Trinidad rums. So I'm gonna say the Carony. You know, I've talked about this before. Not my favorite. The 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 tire fire mm-hmm. uh, phenolic kind of Carony, especially that 2000 bottle. I think is the one I'm thinking of. Uh, I did not like it, mm-hmm. but I will say that over time, I've had the opportunity to try a couple different Karenies. I actually got to try one at the the Miami Takeover okay. uh, Florida Rum Society event this weekend, and that one I enjoyed. You're warming up to it. See, this is what I was mentioning a few episodes back. Yeah. You have to find the Caroni for you, um, yeah. so that's what it comes down to sometimes. There was a very gracious person who uh, shared a drop of their uh, the Caroni bottle that they had, and uh, I very, very much enjoyed it. So I think this is a rum that has history to it. Again, if I saw a flight that had a Haitian Claren, a, a Foursquare ECS or, or Velier release, mm-hmm. uh, Worthy Parker Hampton, those those bottlings that we talked about, and a Caroni on it, I mean, 
how can I pass that up? Yeah, I mean, who uh, would? Uh, yeah. that That's a Mr. Moneybags flight right there. <laughs> a Mr. or Mrs. Moneybags flight. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to box you in, and I'm going to give you actual constraints on this stuff. No, so I no. force you to make these tough decisions. But until that day, I won't give you too hard Endless pockets. Because this is tough, yeah. That's a great flight. I can't quibble with, with anything there. So uh, other than... Uh, well, it's interesting because you had the Barbados overlap. Well, you had you had Barbados and Jamaica overlap with your yes. picks. Um, yes. I only had one. I'm double checking. I only had hmm. one overlap with mine. Okay. Um, my overlap was with Jamaica, but okay. And I'll get into what some of my toughest cuts were with this, but I'll, I'll go through these quickly. I'll give them to you all at once. This flight, I'm starting with Nissan Blanc. Okay. Then. I'm going to Claren Saju. So we have hey. one rum in common. Um, Excellent. That That is also my favorite Claren that I've had. And uh, by the way, I looked it up and I think it may vary from batch to batch, but I believe like the standard Claren Saju is around 53%. Okay. I think that ABV you were looking at was one of the aged ones, but I could be mm. wrong. Again, I think it, I think it can I'm going to pull so. my bottle up and you, you see. Go, yeah, go for it. Yeah. And then from there, a chairman's reserve master selection pick, you know, give me, give me any of the stills. I think for this, I'd probably go with something that's either Vendome or John right. Doerr rather than the right. column still, which the column still is great. I'm just thinking, you know, for a little bit more, a little bit of that, like, almost oh, yeah. like metallic-y funk yes. that, that I love yes. from yeah. St. Lucia Distillers. That's a fantastic I, one. I want to yeah. get that in there. Yeah. And then closing it out with Hampton Overproof. So again... Hmm, shocker ra- for you. Rather than going <laughs> with one of the limited bottlings um, or yearly bottlings, I wanted to go with one of the the flagship, always available bottlings. Sure. So Hampton Overproof. Love that rum. It's great. It's uh, under 100 bucks. So... Great value, great stuff. And I think the hardest thing for me in this was I like I I, I kind of I like I wanted to get Mount Gay in here somewhere because I think okay. it's such an important distillery. Yeah. But I didn't want to put it in the beginner one because I think Dorley's twelve is such a good value and it's totally understand. It's yeah. so much cheaper than yeah. any of the Mount Gay offerings that I would feel good about you know, having as like a standard neat pour, you know, um, Mm -hmm. like Eclipse is a good rum, but it's not something that like, I I don't know. I wouldn't want that to to be someone's first introduction to neat Barbados rum or black barrel. Yeah. Well, black barrel now is over 50 bucks. It's, Oh, is it? Yeah. It's, it's not. So I wish Mount Gay had something in, in that kind of range, Mm. um, that, that do release 12, kind of Dooley's XO kind of spot, but yeah, it's not there. So I felt bad. Um, also, another toughest cut, not having a Jamaican white overproof in here. I really wanted to get a Ray and Nephew, yeah. a Rome Fire, one of those two in there. Uh, those are my two favorite Jamaican white overproofs. Uh, That's like a rite of passage for any rum fan, right? At some point, you, you get there. Yeah. But again, putting that in with a Haitian Claren flight, woo! That's, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to punch you in the face. Um, yeah. So those are those are kind of my toughest cuts, I think. The first one, it was it was cutting an agricole out. This one, it was not having Mount Gay or a Jamaican white overproof. I felt a little yeah. bad about those, but you yeah. got to make the tough decisions sometimes. Yeah, and we didn't do these in a vacuum, right? Or at least I didn't. When I put my three lists together, I did them kind of all in a similar time frame. And so 
uh, ironically, I guess, or uh, funny enough, uh, I since I had a, a Martinique rum in my first list, I didn't include it in the second one mm-hmm. and felt okay about that. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, assuming this was one flight I would be giving, the, the, like you said, the, the cuts would be very difficult to make. Yeah. And how do you do that? It's very tough. Um, part of it is, again, who are you giving it to? What have they had before? Where are they coming from in, right. in their rum journey? And then part of it is, what do I have available right. as well? So Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of yeah. why I wanted to pick stuff that like I knew I could get if I needed to get it. So Yeah. Yep. All right. So should we move on to non? Non-Caribbean. Yes. I'm excited and, uh, about this one because I feel like we might have the most variants. I think so. I could also see us having some picks in common, but... I I don't think so. I think, well, hmm, I'm going to guess one out of three okay. we pick similar. Okay. I'll guess that as well. Okay. So, my picks are... I'm starting with Fiji. Just son of a bitch. There's yeah. one out of three. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought this might be the one. I agree. That was the one I thought of. This yeah. is the one where I'm offering multiple suggestions. My go-to suggestion with this is always the Holmes Key Rumcast Fiji single yeah. origin yeah. blend. I still think it's, I was just texting you last night. I was at Chopper it's in Nashville, which is a great yeah. bar. And I saw that rum on the bar and I was like, can I get a daiquiri with that? Cause it's, it's just fantastic and it's it just as good on its own. But I, you know, that that was a rum we were involved with, so I don't want people to just think we're yeah, always it's hard. You know, shilling yeah. this rum. So the TCRL Fiji rums, there's yeah. there's some variants in you know what all's out there, but uh, I, I think yeah. most of those are really great introductions to Fiji. They're available, they're at uh, a good price point, so that would be my other recommendation for Fiji. Beyond that, I'm going privateer navy yard okay i like this pick yeah yeah i wanted i I feel like privateer especially navy yard having that new american oak it's such a distinctive rum style uh that you don't find a lot of other places and yeah yeah, i i feel like it doesn't need that much explanation it's just it's distinctive it's good and yeah i think it's a, a great representation for good american rum and then last but not least, this was really tough because I was thinking like, do I want to go Reunion? Do I want to go Mauritius? Do I want to mm-hmm. go MOBA in South Africa? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to go Australia? Everyone knows, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big fan of the Australian rum. I've talked enough about that TCRL Ben Lee release and how much I like it. I didn't want to just talk about it again. So instead, I, I ended up not going those directions mostly for availability and price point reasons. Right. And instead, I'm going to go to somewhere very close to the Caribbean, but okay. technically is not oh, what I would consider I think I know. part of it. Um, I I'm going to go guess. Paranubes here. Um, <laughs> because obviously Mexico has a Caribbean coast, right? Yeah. But Oaxaca is not on that. And in fact, its only coast is on the Pacific Ocean. So I I think I'm correct in saying Oaxaca is not, you know, a Caribbean region. So I kind of wanted to get... I think you are, yeah. I wanted to get another cane juice rum in there. And I just loved learning more about Paranubes. I've loved learning more about Mexican rum and how much, you know, tradition and history is established there with it. And um, so, yeah, I, I threw it in there and I feel great about having it in my little my little three rum lineup here. But I, I think those are three completely different styles yeah. that really kind of showcase how like shape shifting rum can be as you go across <laughs> the globe. So I think that would be a fun flight 
Did you give any thought to the order of how you put these? Uh, that was something I struggled with with mine. I, I'm uh, doing since it, it was, in that order. Yeah. I'm going to start with okay. the, the Fiji because I think those would... The Paranubes, the APVs might be similar. Paranubes might be a little lower right. um, than some of the Fijis. It depends on which one you go with. But, you know, Privateer Navy Yard, um, you know, over 50% ABV. Yeah. And, but Paranubes is, the, is like the just going to take your palette out back and beat the crap out of it you know so that's why i ended with that one so it's i think i it's interesting how you approached it uh and how you went there with it so i will also say we, we kind of had two crossovers really with this yes what are they? but but i'm well i'm gonna pivot in real time here because okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think I can do that and still achieve what I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I had Paranubis uh, on there. Really? Yes. I did not expect that. I did. I had Paranubis on there, uh, and I also had Fiji as one of mine. But le- let me let me jump into mine here and okay. then see if, it, if we can talk about these together, sure. uh, how they are. So uh, the number one I went with, I, I the way I approached this was I first went to regions or even continents and then narrowed it down a little okay. bit. So I, I first went to Central America. And well, I mean, Central America was a place that I, I knew I wanted to explore some more, whether okay. that be Belize or Mexico. And I ended up in Mexico as I was saying with Paranubis, but equally as good is Urupan. I can't even pronounce it. Uh-huh. Urupan Agricole that I've mm-hmm. mentioned on this uh, podcast recently that is phenomenal, fantastic, and I think it's a little... Agricola, uh, I believe, right? I Thank you. Agricola. That is a, a fantastic rum that I really think more people ought to try to get to experience if they haven't. Uh, and I don't think... I could start with that because I don't think that's going to uh, okay. bomb your palate like mm-hmm. Paranubis would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to start with that in Mexico with the Uruapan, specifically that Agricola. Okay, number two, I, I was going to the South Pacific. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I knew we were both going to pick a Fiji rum, but I just feel so, like when you're talking right. about Beyond the Caribbean, it's tough to not include Fiji these days. It, it is. It is tough because it is such a fantastic rum. I, I, I will say just really quickly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot over to Australia instead because I had these kind of both ah, okay. there in that area and region. Um, but before I do, the Homeski Fiji, I, I agree. We don't want to talk it up too much. But I will say this. Somebody mentioned that they hadn't looked at the Homeski Fiji uh, because it was so light in color. Mm-hmm. That they they thought uh, fifty bucks seemed well roughly that that price point uh, seemed like a little bit more for something that was so uh, light in color. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing they were basing it on was the color. Well, I mean, and I, I was hate like, to, Dude. I hate to say I'm not surprised, but I, I think that's a challenge. I mean, there's there's a reason that people associate <sighs> age and darker colors with expense and a lot of spirit categories we we know this and i get that to an extent but listen i mean if you haven't if you this is available to you and you've tossed it off because the color is not dark enough please 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 do yourself a favor (laughs) and go find this because it is that good all right that's all i'm saying about that um so let's pivot to australia for my number two and yes binley is where i'm thinking i'm thinking more specifically though inner circle Okay. I got to try some See, inner I circle navy strength. Inter- I haven't had any of the inner circle rums. So. Yes. So f- funny enough, you mentioned a navy strength rum. I'm going to mention a navy strength rum here. Inner circle navy strength is the one I got to try, and I loved it. Thought it was a fantastic rum. So happy to have had the chance to try it. At pretty much every Bin Lee I've tried so far, I liked. But I have to say, this inner circle was really, really great. And gosh, I I wish we could get more of it over in our neck of the woods here in in U.S. 
I, I, you know, just Binley in general, I think, is bringing the heat. I think they are doing really, really great things. Uh, mm-hmm. Australia in general, I think, is doing some really great things in rum, too. And as we talked about with our recent episode, that I, I think highlighting that and saying, hey, here's a region that is doing really great rum. And if you haven't had a chance to explore that enough yet, here's here's part of a lineup of a flight that I think it works really well in. Yeah, I've made yeah. my feelings known on on those rums. So. Yeah. Uh, and let's close it out here. Closing out with number three slot. Uh, you mentioned it, Will, and I think rightly so. We are going to South Africa, and give me that MOBA. <laughs> yeah. Give me that MOBA. The, uh, the question is, which one, though? I have it right here. I will tell you. I've, I have yet to try a MOBA that I didn't like, with the exception of the bush f- brush fire. Bush fire. Bush fire, I think. I think it's bush. Uh, bush fire, not, not my favorite thing. It was a little bit too much uh, smoky there. Mm-hmm. There's people that love that. I like peated rums. That one wasn't for me, though. Uh, that, not that that's peated. I didn't mean to complain. I was about, those, I was about to have yeah. some questions there. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but I'm just saying that you get that smokiness. Uh, uh-huh. That's a similarity. Anyway, other than the bush fire, you can't go wrong with MOBA, whatever release in MOBA ever bottle you get but i'm gonna tell you i just had the chance to finally get my bottle of homeski moba oh my god oh it's i need good. to send you this like immediately it is fantastic oh, I've, uh, I've had it it's good oh, i don't you've have had a, that one okay yeah yeah i've had it i don't have a bottle but i've tried it multiple times um it's it's a mind bender ah oh, it's so great it is for me one of the best things i've tried so far this year for sure i know that we're early into the year um but it is sticking out as one of my favorites thus far freaking fantastic i still get this and, and maybe people will say what i don't understand but i get this mix of agricole like elements and typical uh, molasses based elements too mm. so I, I, there's like a, a almost like what I feel is a perfect marriage in a way of those two kind of elements that are coming in. I don't know where the, the flavors are coming from and, you know, how that's actually coming together for me. But in my palate, I get this kind of blend of those two worlds in, in MOBA. And it's not the first time I've had it, but I've had it again in this MOBA mm-hmm. bottling from Homeski that I just think is fantastic in every way. I love it. I am so glad to have a bottle of that now. So... Yeah, I'll also say I've been hearing some very good things about the MOBA releases from Bira, which is a Canadian yes. independent bottler. Yes. Um, I know someone who just acquired two bottles of Bira, and I'm looking forward to, to tasting those sometime soon. Is that but Bira with an exclamation mark? It, yeah, Bira. Bira. Yeah. Bira. Bira. That's how it is. I've seen it. And then, you know, you have the MOBA bottlings themselves, which unfortunately I don't believe we can get here in the U.S. Um, and yeah. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but maybe someday. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, MOBA crossed my mind. Again, I was trying to show a little wallet restraint, John. I don't know. Oh, you know, I, I think if, if people want to recreate our flights, um, they, they can uh, go withdraw thousands of dollars from their bank account <laughs> for yours, or they can, they can you know, just... Uh, hey. I tried to give enough flexibility to uh, <laughs> to make sure people could, you know, use most of what they had. If you got to buy one bottle, go for it, you know, make it happen. <laughs> this was definitely a fun exercise. Actually, like I do, I want to create some of these flights and just try going through them now. Um, I was going to ask you that if you had actually poured them or it was just conceptual. It's yeah. just conceptual. Um, Same here. I'd, I'd need to pick up a few things to be able to do all of these. Uh, a lot of it is stuff I have on hand, but there's, there's some holes right now that I would need to fill. Yeah. So... But uh, yeah, and I think there's there's no limit to the amount of 
categories we could do. But if you're listening and you had thoughts, if you were sitting there screaming at some of our rums <laughs> that were left off the list that you think absolutely should have been in place of other ones, definitely let us know. Hit us up on social media. Leave a comment on the post for this episode. Send us a message. Send us an email. Host at rumcast.com. That's H-O-S-T at rumcast.com. Let us know. Let us know what your ideal rum flight is. Or let us know, like, other categories that would be fun yeah, to do. We're all ears. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is, that, hey, are there other categories of flights that we should cover? Whether it's one I thought of was on age, just specifically on age mm-hmm. rums. There's plenty of other categories I think we could do. So yeah, let us know if you if you like what we were doing here and you you found this engaging. Uh, give us some ideas for maybe a part two at some point. And we could, we could keep following up on this uh, and having fun with that discussion. So a- as always, we appreciate you listening. Thanks so, so much. Uh, we are looking forward to some of the great interviews we have coming. Uh, so stick around and you'll see uh, who, who we've got joining us in the near future. We're excited about it. Episode 50 coming soon. Episode uh, 50. Hashtag episode 50 coming soon. So thank you all for joining us on this journey. And uh, we, we will see you back next time. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>